Hello and welcome back to Take 97, a film podcast with me, your host, David Ingram. Today's episode, I shall be reviewing the Netflix film Malcolm and Marie for you today. Uh, it stars David John Washington and Zendaya and is directed by Sam Levinson. This was just released not long ago, so February 2021. It's a black and white film. It sh- only contains the two actors that I just mentioned there, Zendaya and John David Washington, as the main characters of this piece. There are no external characters, it's literally just them in the frame. I'll be talking a little bit more about that, what I thought of the film, my initial impressions, what I liked, what I didn't like. There's quite a lot I didn't like actually about this one. It's a very interesting film in the sense that it's divided a lot of people, whether it's brilliant, whether it's not, and whether it's just been put together because, oh, it's film made in lockdown. But first of all, if you're not following us on our social media accounts, please do. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram. We do post regular content all the time about different films, polls, quizzes, opinions, every other sort of thing, as well as posts relating to our episodes that go out every Friday. Obviously, if you have been keeping an eye on some of our polls, you might get a hint towards some of our future possible topics that we aim to be discussing in future episodes we've got a very just a quick little note as well we've got a very exciting series of episodes as well coming up very very soon so i'm very excited to share those with you very shortly in the next in the following few weeks but enough of that let's get back to the reason why we're here reviewing malcolm and marie now, as I just told you then, Malcolm is played by John David Washington, who just coincidentally happens to be related to Denzel Washington. Didn't know this at all until a friend of mine mentioned it to me not long ago, so thanks for the tip. But I I only really knew him from... I think he's been, there's some other things he's been in that don't really come to my mind straight away, but initially people will probably recognise him more recently from Tenet, Christopher Nolan's Tenet, that was in cinemas quite recently. Uh, and it also stars Zendaya, who, for those of you who Spider-Man fans out there, she's recently starred in Spider-Man Homecoming and Spider-Man Far From Home, and she's going to be in the latest Spider-Man as well. Also, The Greatest Showman, TV sensation from HBO, Euphoria. She's been in quite a few different films, different projects and such that have really showcased her talent as an actress. And she does a brilliant job, I would say, just to sort of start off with. Her performance, I probably would say, is better than... John David Washington's. I, I don't know why. It's Part of me, it's because I love Zendaya. Zendaya is, like, I'm a great fan of her work. I think she's a great actress, really funny, witty personality as well, outside of the work that she does. But I genuinely think that she does a better job in this than her co-star. And when I say this, there's no other person that you can compare her performance to other than her co-stars. Literally, the only person on screen other than Zendaya, who plays Marie, is John David Washington as Malcolm. And that's all you're really left with for this film. And that's the opening thing I wanted to sort of point out, really, is the fact that this film is all about two people across one night. Malcolm is a film director. He comes back from a premiere of his film, his latest his debut feature, and then he comes back with his partner, his girlfriend, Marie, and they've just he's just had a big night he's the biggest it's described as the biggest night of his life and he comes back to his little apartment with marie he's absolutely buzzing he can't believe his luck that he's managed to do so well and get the film out there and people seem to like initially like it but he's waiting for the reviews to come in online and such to 
sort of fulfill what he thinks oh do people like it you know what do the critics say but it's quite ironic that you know he's so desperate to hear what the critics say yet he spends a majority of the film saying that critics opinions don't matter in the sense that they don't get the film so he spends half the time moaning that his film should be seen as what it is rather than used and reviewed and seen under a critical eye in the sense that it's a meant to be making a political statement he argues quite brazenly throughout the entire film that or at least a good portion of the beginning anyway when he rants about reviews he says that the critics are basically looking for any excuse to politicize and make things into a statement about be it politics or race Uh, it addresses a lot of issues that we face in today's industry of movie making and Hollywood and especially Hollywood in this case because it's in America but he argues that you should just watch the film for what it is and the meaning of the film is literally what it is you shouldn't be always looking for the issues unsaid subtext that isn't actually there he spends a lot of time arguing about that uh, basically ranting at his girlfriend Marie about this and yeah that's literally all the film is It presents the moments after, the aftermath of film premiere night. So we follow a journey over the course of one night of this couple. And we soon discover that the film itself is actually based on partially inspired by a real life story of Marie herself, Susendaya, who is an ex-drug addict who has recovered and it's her story kind of a sto- alluding to her story of recovery but apparently also as we go through the film a cause of much upset and ranting between the two of them the film isn't actually just all based on marie's life it's based on multiple people's lives and it's an amalgamation of a load of different people's stories into one person and you know i, d- I don't know where to start really with this because the film itself mind boggles because half the time it spends its time being visually beautiful in the sense that they really that Sam Levison has taken care to shoot a really delicate film in the sense that you've got brilliant composition you've got some nice filmmaking techniques great cinematography it's in black and white it's actually shot on 35 millimeter black and white film Kodak with Arri lenses the technical specs are all there but in terms of a film for enjoyment it's got lots of different sort of problems and bits and pieces here and there i i genuinely don't think that it should be as revered as people had hyped it up to be initially because i was actually i have to admit i was a bit guilty of this i hyped it up i thought it was amazing but i don't think it was as amazing there's it's visually great it's great on visuals you can't deny that it was shot with great care there's some good techniques in there and zendaya does brilliant performance brilliant acting john david washington's very passionate but i would say I don't like shouty films. Films where it's literally just shout, 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 shout. Like, the shouting never ends. I understand points are trying to be made in this film about the industry and society as a whole and how we consume film and such. I get that. But at the same time, I don't really get the need. Like, it's not shouty all the time. There are moments where it does slow down. There's some nice tender moments between the two actors. But I do feel that it's a bit shouty for my opinion, especially on John David Washington's part. I don't, I actually think he didn't really act. He just shouted a lot of the time. But I'll get back to that in just a moment. One thing I did like, though, in terms of, like I said, from a technical perspective, was the opening sequence, which was done, I believe, I haven't looked into this too much, but I believe it was done on a dolly. And it's quite funny, actually, I should say, oh, it's a dolly shot, because there's actually a moment in the film where Malcolm actually says, it was a dolly shot. It was a dolly shot, like having a go at this... um. Critic reading a review of this critic has written 
and they've said the wrong thing completely misnaming the equipment the type of shot that has been used on this film and i think it's the opening sequence of his film uh, the opening sequence is a dolly so for malcolm and marie though is a dolly shot and i think it's for like a solid five minutes maybe i think possibly it's really clever i did enjoy that like not many things do that. Nowadays, you get films that go cut, 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 cut. You cut between one angle to another to another, and you keep going back and forth between these different angles, especially when you're only in a two-handed base thing, especially like this, because there's only two people in the scene in the entire film. So I feel like you get this nice break, uh, as it were, from the standard traditional format of filmmaking, which I really appreciate. So I, the opening sequence, we see them come in, into the apartment i think we have a few cuts here and there at the beginning to start with we see john david washington dancing it's a great cracking song brilliant song amazing song the majority of the film doesn't have much of a soundtrack uh, there's not really much sound design at all but there's a few pop songs here and there and the dancing moments i think of my next sort of big highlight for this when john david washington has little breakdowns in the middle of the room he's having a bit of fun he's having a drink he's enjoying himself uh, and we flick between, so we have the camera sat outside this their apartment, outside the window, and we literally, we just roll along past the window, back and forth and back and forth between Zendaya and John David Washington. And it's quite effective, really. It keeps you sort of interested. It's quite static in a way, in that respect, because it kind of goes back to a classical tradition of static camera movement from when cameras were so big, you had to just move, to get any sort of movement, fluid movement, you had to do it on a dolly of some kind or a crane that would be in a static position and you'd have to move it only one of two positions. But I do feel that the opening sequence of this is great. So you have John David Washington having his own little me party in the front room and then you see Zendaya's character Marie in the bathroom and you actually see her you can see her going to the toilet looking a little bit down with herself and obviously we find out why later on and we go on to see both of their emotions and it's kind of nice because we're flipping between the two every time someone says something we flip to the one that's talking and we get like this sense of dissonance between the two of them that one of them's amazingly happy with his work and what he's done with his film and then you go over to the other side where you think something's not quite right there what's going on there and obviously we do learn a bit a little bit more about that as the narrative goes on so he's dancing back and forth between the conversation that was a good highlight for me the choice of music sometimes was you know there wasn't very much music and it really does elevate the moments and really break things down because that's what the other thing the thing i criticize is because of the lack of soundtrack even a, even a scored soundtrack in places i i would say it didn't break it up as much there's lots of hard intense acting between the two of them and i genuinely think that you need to have a bit of a break after watching it because i did it, it's just so intense in terms of a good point of intensity is there's a scene in so again guys before i go any further i will be spoiling some bits of this for you but obviously if you haven't watched it watch it first if you want to if not keep listening but there's a lovely scene in the bathtub where so they've just had a big massive argument Zendaya ends up sitting in this bath naked with makeup running down her eyes it's just oh she looks distraught and broken shall we say and Malcolm comes in and he has a chat with her and it's basically because essentially the idea behind all of this is that Marie is basically very annoyed that Malcolm didn't thank her in his speech that he made at the end of the film, one point during the premiere night. 
And she's very annoyed that because she considers the fact that he well, he based this film essentially on her life. And obviously that leads to more, oh, who, who do, who's this film based on? Like, it's definitely based on me. And there's arguments back and forth. He thinks that she's selfish and self-centered because of the fact that she thinks everything's about her. You think that this is a very dysfunctional relationship because they start off being quite sort of lovey-dovey to each other in a way, but not proper lovey-dovey. They kind of end up being very romantic and sexual and sensual towards each other. They have a moment on the sofa together and, you know, you think, oh, nice relationship, but then they have these arguments. They have lots of petty arguments, in my opinion, about, oh, who's this about? Who's this about? And But then at the same time, you think, hmm, there's a bit of a morality, like, taking her life story and putting it onto the screen and not thanking her. That's the general message that she wants to be acknowledged by Malcolm for her part in the creative process. Now, he does actually say, admittedly, oh, yeah, I, I admit that. But he then apologizes but and says, oh, do you want me to apologize? But then she changes her mind and says, no, I don't. This is very much the case of presenting a very complex relationship, a relationship based on praise, but also insecurity, especially on both people's parts, because she's insecure about his truthfulness to her in the sense that how honest he is with her about where he got his information from how he created the film and then eventually there's a big outburst during this bathtub scene which is done quite well actually he delivers quite a serious very ranty based speech about all these girls that he's based the main character of this film and then saying it's not just about you you're always there thinking that it's got to be about you it's not he points out a load of her flaws and then after and she looks really distraught it's really nice sort of back and forth basic motion really it's quite a nice sequence in terms of the shot the lighting from the i think it's artificial lighting as well it's meant to be like from a lampshade or something because this is all still at night time you see her with all her makeup drawn down her, her eyes. It's kind of reminiscent of Euphoria, actually, because I think I think the guys who did this, I think Sam, he's connected to Euphoria as well, if I remember correctly. It's beautifully shot in this black and white. I think the use of black and white, I've said this a couple of times before, but black and white cinematography, so the image, if you take colour away, you take away motion from the situation. I feel like colour is a distraction, in some respects sometimes color can be very useful and it can play to your advantage and also just because it's generally more like what we see in real life but when you present something in black and white like malcolm and marie does you kind of present it in a more honest and down back to basics way so if you present your film in this colorless world you're basing you're going to watch and just see the emotions you're, you're not going to get distracted by the visuals too much Although, saying that though, here I am talking about the visuals. But I would say it makes you see how back to basics they're going with this use of black and white. The fact that they could, you're focusing so much on their raw emotion rather than everything else around it. Like, for instance, the production design of this, because I'm no, I noticed these things, the production design of this is really simple. They're essentially just wearing regular clothes. There's no real costume, although there'll be credits for somebody who did the costume design. No offence to them. You could have just taken those off the rack and put them onto the actors. They could have chosen them themselves for all we know. Obviously, there was some intention on what they were wearing, but I would probably say that, you know, you're not paying attention to their clothes or even the design of the apartment itself. The design of the apartment itself, by the way, is actually very open, like a doll's house, a modern doll's house, because it's like we're looking in, especially in that opening sequence where we have the dolly 
and all we're doing is looking through this window like it's in the middle of nowhere this apartment and you feel like it's the sort of thing that if just a random dog walker came along they'd be able to just casually stare at these two individuals so Malcolm and Marie having a little bit of an argument at Barney over god knows what they're thinking at the time but it feels like us as the audience are a member of the public who's managed to especially in that opening shot where we're spying on them really reinforcing that voyeuristic pleasure that most people get when they go to the cinema and when you're sort of being let into this other world into the lives of somebody else but yeah i would say the black and white is it's good from an emotional visual impact kind of way it doesn't distract you as much as you know flashbang wallop color but at the same time i wonder whether the film would play out the same or have the same impact as it has in color and i think i'd probably say the same that a two-handed film based entirely in one location over one single night for the majority the best part of it apart from like i think when they wake up in the morning i think it would have the same impact so like i said technical specification the dolly shot was great there's some great acted performances in there as well between the two of them like the bathtub scene where Zendaya is distraught after she's had this massive, well, several micro massive arguments with Malcolm. But, and that's really powerful, really emotional. And they actually talk, they don't shout. And this gets me to my next point, my negative point about this film. Malcolm reads the first review of his film. And this leads to a rant about film and filmmaking. Now, this is like, the mind boggles when I watch this. First of all, I, I wanted to turn my t- I turned my TV down because it was just getting so much for my ears like I can understand passion and I know shouting is sometimes needed but when you've sat through about 25 minutes already of him shouting it just gets a bit laborious after a while I don't doubt that David John Washington is a decent actor in some respects although quite frankly I'm uh, based on that performance I'm not really convinced Zendaya while she did some shouting of her own I think when she did it, it wasn't, I don't know, it's not even to do with the fact that I prefer Zendaya as an actress to John David Washington, who I've only really seen in two things now. But I would say Zendaya excels in the more personal and more emotional and honest moments, which are very contained within the film, uh, such as the bathtub scene, uh, moments where she's not saying anything at all. She's doing a lot of acting with her face. Like, a lot can be said with a look and rather words. And I feel that's where... in I would say that the the script has been overwritten, especially in this bit where, so he reacts to his, this review. He actually mentions this woman from a certain online newspaper. And he says, oh, she's rubbish. She doesn't understand film at all. She'll say this, this, and this. And it turns out that she met, this reviewer met his expectations. She actually said pretty much almost all the things of what he hated about critics and of films and filmmaking. Uh, say basically turning it into a political statement uh, which is quite funny because then Zendaya little drops drops in with a little moment of but you you love political films you love stuff like that and he's like yeah I know but when I say it's not political it's not that so basically on his terms it's got to be on his terms that it's not political which to be honest I can understand and also not all things have to be read with political subtext yes there's a lot that do but not everything does a lot of things you can read for face value it's like, imagine if we started reading 
more political messages into musicals or romantic comedies. Film would not be an entertainment format. It would literally just become a propaganda thing, you know? So I can understand that point of view that's being put across. Obviously, he makes it clear that political-based films have their place, but also why can't you just look at the story? But the point of this moment, when he reads this review, he reads the review, he gets very angry, he reads it quite loudly. The other thing as well that I've noticed about this film, I don't know, I, I, I feel really bad criticising this in the sense that yeah, I uh, the swearing probably adds to the effect of it, but I genuinely don't get like I don't get first of all why half the dialogue had to be shouted in such a high a raised voice throughout the entire film, and secondly, I don't really understand why there had to be so much swearing. Like I know no one speaks all perfect proper like anyone who uses the English language or even a, a another language from another country. I know not everyone speaks with a silver spoon in their tongue. I know not everyone talks without swearing. There's at least one per moment, unless you're watching a kid's film, of course, where someone in a more grown-up, mature film like this one will say some sort of expletive. But I genuinely don't understand why there had to be so much. Like, they use the C word... And Zendaya delivers the C word at one point. It's only used, I think it's used in one, I think twice maybe, in one moment. It's not referred to again. But I genuinely don't actually get the purpose. Like, it was an insult. It was thrown out as an insult towards Malcolm. But I don't actually understand why it was in there. That's why I think the script itself was a bit weak in terms of the dialogue. The story itself is fine. As a self-contained narrative, it works well. Two people, one night... Having argument, domestic bliss is not all what it seems. That's fine. But I don't understand why. I, I'm sure couples who fight swear at each other a lot, but do they swear that much? It doesn't offend me, but and it doesn't bother me so much that I'm like, oh, you shouldn't have swearing in it at all. Of course, people swear. It's normal, but I don't understand why there's so much of it and why they have to shout almost every single line. So that's my sort of gripe with the script then. But yeah, he reads this review and he also, it does as another annoying thing. He name drops so many different directors and filmmakers. Like he name drops, I think it's Spike Lee, which I think was quite funny actually at the beginning. Like, you know, saying, oh, I'm going to be the next Spike Lee. I, I want to do this, you know, in your face, Spike Lee. But then he, later on, he name drops so many different films. And I, I don't know Sam Levison that well as a director. I only know him for this because his name is on the credits. But I would say his intentions in writing and directing this film is, I, I don't know, it, it's a statement about how things are and looking at things inwards, looking inwards to the film industry, which I understand, I get that. But I do think that with, it's like a student, I, I've, in my notes, I've literally written down, it's a film student's wet dream because of the amount of name drops and the amount of film-based things that he mentions. In this rant that he does after, he gets this review because this woman doesn't understand the art of filmmaking because Malcolm is an artistic film director. You know, he's not a commercial film director, even though there's a bit where they talk, there's a conversation between Malcolm and Marie about the, oh, he might be able to make a Lego movie. <laughs> that's and, and that's the other thing. This film bounces between tones so quickly. That's one thing I think it does quite well in the sense that you go from naught to 100 back to naught again very quickly and very well in the sense you never quite know what's going to happen next. Will one of them explode in a burst of anger? Will one of them burst out crying? Will there just be silence? What's going to happen? That's where I think the film really does excel in terms of the way it's paced. But uh, yeah, like I said, I don't like the fact that all the dialogue has to be delivered in shouting slamming matches all the time. The excessive amounts of swearing, it doesn't warrant it. And 
half the time, I know relationships can have their hot and cold moments in real life where you go from one extreme to the other. That's fine. I, I don't know. Some of this I didn't really get. I didn't believe it. If, if you ask me, it was like I was watching. I just sat down to watch two people that I know having an argument. Well, several arguments. So that's my sort of gripe with this film is both of them do a decent job in performing at, in, the, in some of the scenes and the well more the more tender moments. I think if this film was acted more tenderly, I think it would come across better for the overall picture. And also, I mean, I know the idea because this was filmed during lockdown. I understand that. It couldn't go outside many exterior locations or anything. The furthest you get is the little outside garden bit where John David Washington literally has a weird fight with himself and throws himself, his body around and shouts various swear words once again to the middle of nowhere, <laughs> essentially. Uh, there's no one around uh, except us, the audience, to watch his outburst. But I think overall, film as a whole, Marie not being thanked and her saltiness, it kind of, it starts off all right, but then it grows to become quite annoying at some points when between like in the little micro arguments when you don't stick to the point when they sort of go off on like mini tangents. I think there was one funny moment I did enjoy though was the bit where he was like, where's my phone? Where's my, obviously he didn't say that, but where's my phone? And um, he put the phone on the table next to Marie and Marie's just there really cool and chill going, Malcolm, it's here. <laughs> and, and he's just not listening. And he's like, I've checked everywhere. It's like, have you checked right in front of me? And no, <laughs> it really, it's little moments like that that I appreciate. Little funny little nuggets of life, which change the tone from the, slightly more moody, depressing tone that we become accustomed to for the majority of the film. There's a strange relationship between these two. Lots of arguing, then lots of complimentary-based things as well, including the reasons why they love each other, mostly Matt on Malcolm's part as well. But I think, in my opinion, the most powerful moment in the film is the thank you, I'm going to call it the thank you monologue delivered by Marie towards the end of the film, where she lists all the thank yous that she would have liked to have heard Malcolm say in his original speech, which is the whole reason why they've had this massive argument, all these fallings out over the entire film. She just wanted to be thanked and acknowledged. And I think Zendaya does a brilliant job in this because the way it's paced, obviously, I think it's probably one of the best written parts of the script, if I'm honest. And she delivers it with such poise and sensitivity and tenderness that like John David Washington, like Malcolm, we're there. We feel, God damn, I wish I thanked you, you know, because it really does break through to you that people feel things that you don't always realise that they're feeling and that the little things that you do do affect people. So obviously, like I said, it's, it does come across as quite salty throughout the, the beginning of the film that she didn't get thanked, but I think the thank you monologue that she delivers as she's lying in bed very simply shot, very well done, delivered by Zendaya, is a beautiful scene. It's a great piece of acting on her behalf, and it just really, I think it stands out as one of her standout performances of the of her career so far. Obviously, I'm always going to love the light, fluffy things like The Greatest Showman and uh, the Spider-Man films, because that's where I'm at. But I do appreciate that she did a great job on this, and I think, you know, there's more from Zendaya. We're going to get more and more as we go on throughout her career. John David Washington, overall, didn't like him. Uh, like, he had his moments, like the moments in the bathtub scene where he's quite tender with her. But essentially, I can't say much more about this film other than the fact that it's just a series of prolonged arguments 
lots of arguing, lots of swearing, a big overload of dump of film knowledge. So if you're a film student watching Malcolm Marie, I think you're going to love it because it's got, you know, you'll recognise so many things in there that, oh, my my film studies teacher taught me that or my film professor taught me that. You're going to love it for that. And also the black and white cinematography, I think, is up with that thank you monologue is probably the best bits about it. And obviously some of the breakdown moments where Malcolm has his own little shindig, as it were. But yeah, that's all I really have to say about Malcolm and Marie, to be honest. I've ranted on about how much I don't like it how in some respects, but at the end of the day, if you want to check it out, check it out. But I would say the whole, that thank you monologue at the end is probably the best piece of writing that Sam Levison did on this film because it really does cut through to you as an emotional impactful scene if i was to sum it up really i'd say the opening dolly sequence the bathtub scene moments where john david washington dances to great music and zendaya as a whole but also her mainly her ending thank you monologue and the fact that the way it's lit and everything and the fact it's shot on 35 millimeter black and white kodak film it looks beautiful to watch if you're into that kind of thing and if you into looking at the fact that the emotion is right there and it's raw that's good and also i love there's also another bit i'd say honorable mention is the moment where she has a knife in her hand and you think oh god what's she gonna do is she gonna kill him i mean after his shouting i i wouldn't blame her if she'd gone a bit back crazy after uh <laughs> after all these extensive arguments and uh you know not being acknowledged and all that but no i genuinely think it's a nice tonal shift because she goes that's that's called self-control malcolm and at the end of the day i think that's what this film has to learn from itself what sam levison has to learn is that self-control is always good letting rip so shouting and swearing is all good but at the end of the day, when you're more controlled and concise, I think your art will come across much better. I think, you know, award season will lap this up. I think Zendaya deserves at least a nomination for her part in this. I don't think John David Washington does. I don't really like his style of acting. And I don't really, I mean, I have to wait and see. He's one to watch, I would say, because I've only seen him in a couple of films myself, so I can't fully judge. But there you go. Right. That's all I have to say on Malcolm Marie for this review episode of take 97 a film podcast i look forward to seeing you on the next episode if you've enjoyed today's episode or if you have any other opinions about malcolm memory please let me know i'm happy to discuss any opinions about whether you thought the shouting was fine whether the tone was perfect did you not enjoy zendaya's performance do you disagree with me what do you think let me know on our social media channels on the twitter and instagram feeds but other than that guys i look forward to bringing you a new episode next week and i can't wait to share it with you thank you very much guys for listening and take care see you later guys <laughs>